It's time for Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, inviting the atheist, agnostic, and skeptic to examine for themselves the evidence for the Christian faith. We are all limited by what we do not know and by the things we think we know but are not true. Dr. Joe Mott earned his Ph.D. at LSU and was a distinguished math professor at Florida State University for 38 years, helping to write three math textbooks and authoring over 30 research articles in math. He is now the host of this radio program, Defending and Commending the Faith. Here is Joe Mott. Hello to everyone. Welcome to the program. We have been discussing the Islamic worldview More could be said in opposition to Islam, but I suspect that you may be content with what we have discussed already on that topic. Nevertheless, should you want more information concerning the Islamic worldview, you can contact me through Doug Apple at Wave 94. Our world is in turmoil right now, to the point of a crisis. There is a war in the Ukraine, Western society is in decline. Europe is gradually being overwhelmed by Islamic population. Our nation is politically divided. There is a threat to peace from the communist regime in China. Iran has nuclear warheads. And the prevailing cultural postmodernism does not offer any hope for a solution to the turmoil. I intend discussing some of the things that contribute to the turmoil, in particular the woes of communism and that of the philosophy of postmodernism. The Chinese communist slash Marxist atheistic regime is presently becoming a strong economic and military power, but Their history reveals them to be guilty of killing over 100 million people in the 20th century. No question about it. They have forgotten the moral law, and you cannot expect them to be gentle with the people who oppose them. Any regime that operates by the worldview of Marxism eventually will fail. Why do I say that? because it violates some basic life principles like the suppression of truth. Romans chapter 1 verse 18 says, The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Our educational system in America also contributes to the turmoil. It has sabotaged the young people in the U.S. I fear that it is because the National Education Association, NEA, puts its political interests ahead of the students. The NEA has played a role in politics since its founding, as it has sought to influence state and federal laws that would affect public education and their political activity has been a source of controversy. It has emerged as a factor in American liberalism. While NEA has a stated position of nonpartisanship, it almost exclusively supports the Democratic Party. But our educational system 
in America has gone downhill for some time. And I think the NEA is partly to blame. The students know no history prior to their birth. They know nothing about what made America great. They know nothing about our Christian heritage. And they know precious little about the Constitution and our justice system. They are totally ignorant of the history of World War II, and in particular of the history of the Communist Party in the USSR, in China, Cuba, and in Venezuela. Thus, they are susceptible to being deceived by Marxism's present rhetoric of claiming to aid oppressed people. Everything in life has the potential of being either a benefit or a bane, a blessing or a curse. The turmoil in the world is very likely to be a bane and a curse. So, is there any hope for the followers of Christ? I think so. Scripture speaks to the issue of turmoil and crisis. 1 Peter 3.15 says for the Christian to always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you for the reason, for the hope within you. Perhaps no individual is asking you right now why you have hope, but the situation requires you to respond. Psalms 42 verse 11 asks, Why are you cast down, O my soul? Hope in God. Psalm 121 declares, From whence comes my help? And it answers, My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Philippians chapter 4 verses 6 and 7 is a priority scripture regarding the turmoil in the world. It states, quotes, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. End quotes. The Apostle Paul's command to let your request be known to God appears as Paul prepares to terminate his letter to the church in Philippi. Paul's instruction and the accompanying promise must have brought encouragement to the believers because they were likely undergoing persecution. They had adversaries. They were suffering. They were under strife and conflict. But Paul encourages them to Stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. That's found in Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 through 30. In addition to the everyday stress of work, family, inflation, and financial obligations, we live in an increasingly post-Christian culture. And postmodernism is a major culprit for our dilemma. On the one hand, this represents an opportunity for followers of Christ to exhibit God's liberating truth and security in a morally dying society. 
On the other hand, it leaves us vulnerable to anxiety and a plethora of unanticipated questions. How shall we cope with a failing educational system? Should we homeschool our children or enroll them in a public school? At a Christian college near where I vacation, they had a Pride Month recently. That seems totally out of character for a Christian college. I wonder if the government was pressuring the college to, to do that. If so, that suggests that the pressure may eventually spread to individual families. What if I am required to hang a rainbow flag outside my residence or place a rainbow sticker on my automobile? In that scenario, what is the best response? Should we use our acquaintances' preferred pronouns? Canada tried to pass a law to that effect a few years back. That situation prompted the psychologist Jordan Peterson's refusal to use preferred pronouns, and that resistance made him a worldwide celebrity. The natural response to pressure and the threat of persecution is anxiety and even despair. Scripture presents a better alternative, bringing our requests to God. This should be done by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving rather than by grumbling and complaining. That can be found in Philippians 4, 6 and chapter 2, verse 14. We should make the distinction between peace with God, peace from God, and the peace of God. Peace with God is the reconciliation to God we experience through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross and his resurrection from the dead. That can be found in Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Peace from God is illustrated by Jesus' calming the storm by merely saying, Peace be still. That's found in Mark chapter 4, verse 39. Why should we let our request be known to God? The promise in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7 tells us why. The peace of God acts as a safeguard against anxiety protecting our hearts and minds. Worry and anxiety is an intruder that seeks to destroy us from within. But the peace of God is a shield. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 reminds us to keep our heart with all diligence, for out of it, the heart, flow the issues of life. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5 implies that Jesus paid the price for our peace on the cross. He himself is our peace offering. That's found in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 through 15. Peace with God and our trust in him proceeds to peace from God of calming the storms in our lives to the gift of the peace of, of God. We have God's promise that he will keep those whose mind is stayed on him in perfect peace. That's found in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. The message in 
Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, aligns with Jesus' teaching on worry in his Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew 6, verses 25 to 34. Jesus says, Do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after all these things the pagans seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Throughout his ministry, Jesus revealed his deity by his actions. He healed many people with diseases, calmed a raging storm, and he expelled demons. After feeding the 5,000, Jesus calms another storm. In response, the disciples exclaim, Truly, you are the Son of God. That's found in Matthew chapter 14, verse 33. And they worshipped him, recognizing Jesus for who he is, leads us to a life of faith and worship. Since only God could walk on water, only God could make the winds and waves obey him, and only God could forgive sins, anyone would realize that if Jesus did those things, then he must be divine. Many times the disciples address Jesus as the Son of God. Those can be found in Matthew 16, verse 16, chapter 26, verse 63, chapter 27, verses 40, 43, and 54. In calling Jesus the Son of God, the disciples were acknowledging his deity the designation Son of God was a way of saying Jesus possessed the same nature as God. Jesus is truly God Almighty over the wind and waves, and that shows us that he can calm the storms in our life. Our response to Jesus should match that of the disciples, placing our trust in him, praising him for who he is, and worshiping him by devoting our lives to him. When our focus is on Jesus and not on our circumstances, we can say, quotes, truly, you are the Son of God, end quotes, just as the disciples did after he calmed the storm. Allow me to close this episode by reminding you, exercise daily, walk with God. Thank you for listening to Defending and Commending the Faith with Joe Mott, a production of Wave 94 Radio in Tallahassee, Florida. If you have any questions or comments for Joe, please forward them to Doug Apple at Wave 94 at this email address, dougapple at wave94.com. And be sure to join us every Monday evening at 6.45 p.m. on Wave 94 and subscribe through your favorite podcast app, Defending and Commending the Faith, with Joe Mott.